0: Hey everyone, I'm Laura from the Choosing Content podcast, where I chat weekly about topics close to my heart being content, living intentionally, and choosing joy. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. What a wonderful day to be here with you. We are peeking into the last quarter of 2021, and I have to say I'm cautiously hopeful. The last three months of the year is just enough time to make 2021 close out as strongly as possible and make the things that matter, matter. That being said, I don't have many nice things to say about 2021. For us, 2021 has been the hurt that we were afraid 2020 would be. It's the year that has stung the most as we navigate saying yes to some things, no to the others, all while striving to do the things we have always done, and we just can't. There are family members who won't be there for our holidays. There are friends missing from our gatherings and contacts in our phones that are no longer here. For many of us, it just aches. Prayerfully, I have asked, what is it that I am supposed to take from 2021? Because I am determined that bitterness and heartache are not what will be moving forward with me to the future. And I believe my answer is simply this. Love harder. And love better. Now how on earth can I love like that? I love, but how can I love harder and better? Romans twelve, nine through twenty-one, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. And as I reflected, that passage of scripture stung, which meant I'm not doing something right. Let love be genuine, a real authentic love, develop an affection and interest in those and what we love. Abore what is evil, disdaining the profoundly immoral or having a wish to do evil to others. Clinging what is right to good, cleaning what is right and advantageous and good. Loving one another with the fondness of a sibling. You know, have you ever just met someone and know they love you? They treat you like you are something special and are simply warm from the get-go. I know a handful of people like that, and it's love. It's God's love that has gotten inside of them, so they practically radiate with it. Striving to give respect and honor to others, how often we've taken others for granted, from the grocery store stalker to the work colleagues and associates, to the friends and family. Letting my appreciation ooze for the small things is becoming a goal of mine. The other day, I practically got into an argument with a, work, a drive-thru worker at McDonald's because I was like, thank you so much. That was so fast. And, so, and they're like, I'm just doing my job. And I'm like, no, but I thank you for it. And I wanted to strive to give the respect and honor to those that serve you or to help for you or root for you. Avoid being slothful in zeal in our passions, ouch. How easy it has become in the last couple of years to feel lazy or to postpone our passions, sometimes for our family, for others, or for the kingdom because we just didn't know what the world was holding for us. Being passionate in our soul and serving the Lord. Delighting in hope, being patient in tribulation I am patient by the Oxford's definition, according to the prophet Google, accepting or tolerating delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. We're living in a time where this is the absolute norm, and our hearts sometimes struggle with this. We are in tribulation. It is a hard time, despite still having many first world problems. I maintain there are blessings still in a period of tribulation. But I can love harder and better when I am patient in that problem. There are circumstances, for example, that my husband can't change. And to be annoyed by the problem does not help the situation. It doesn't help me love harder, and it doesn't help me love better. Being constant in prayer, it doesn't mean just when you are requesting something. Prayer is our communication to our Father. Our Father is patiently waiting for us to talk with him about the dealings of our day and our heart. I pray to have a, a lifestyle, a cultivated lifestyle of communication with him as I come and go and, and go about my day. I pray that I am communicating to him. I pray that I'm asking for the right things, for peace, for help, for wisdom, for deliverance, and that he would guide my prayers and that I would be an open receptacle to what he has for me. We do a lot of these things, but I pray to be more intentional. Oh God, please don't let my communication with you be haphazard. Let me fill your heart and let me to love like you do in a world that feels like it is crumbling. Let my prayer be my fortress in you. And as we get to the heart of the Father, I believe that we can do better at contributing to the needs of the saints. And this part frustrates me and it thrills me, not because it isn't the right thing, but because it's hard, because it's countercultural right now, and because it's my heartbeat. Because I believe herein lies the secret of being the hands and feet of Jesus. Our first world has truly very little in terms of need. We have placed so much stress on ourselves by creating a lavish lifestyle around us. We have so much laundry we can't keep up. So many appointments that we feel busy doing the bare minimum. That we feel an emotional and mental war upon us. Less, less, less. When there's less, your needs will feel less as well when we aren't concerned with our things and our laundry piles and our need for the cute things at Home Goods that sometimes beckon us. We can look to the needs of others. We can look at the needs of the saints. We can look at the needs of those hurting because we have clarity. I cannot look after my sister's needs when I am busy chasing constructed, not genuine needs that have no real purpose other than a small thrill. When we're focused on our stuff, we focus inwardly. But when there's less, there's less to maintain, there's less to upkeep, there's less to shop for. It gives us a moment to change our perspective outward. And as we show up to serve others on the outward, we also take time to seek to show hospitality And I believe in 2020, 2021, this is where our hearts have hurt the most. We have chasted our constructed needs of security, and I know our security has been questioned. And we took care of ourselves instead of taking care of our brothers and sisters and seeking to show them hospitality. In Michael and Smith's book, Welcome Home, she gently reminds us that your house may not be perfect but your hospitality is exactly what we need. In today's world, we need each other's hospitality more than ever. We need chats on a porch swing. We need curling up on a couch with a cozy blanket. We need heart-to-hearts. We need laughter. We need time together. We need our family. Because our world is hurting, so my pledge today is that I will strive to love better, And that I will strive to love harder, to focus on the good, to hate the evil, to live a consecrated life to Christ, to be passionate in my pursuits and to love, to delight in hope and be patient when difficulty comes and to make sure that my so-called life isn't built around fake needs so that I can better meet the needs of others and embrace my people in hospitality, with open arms. So as I close out 2021, I am determined that it will matter. And this is where it will count. I will love better and I will love harder than before because my chances may be limited to serve the people and to serve the God that I so desperately need to serve. And I need today to matter. Y'all, this has been a great pleasure to host the Choosing Content podcast. Again, thank you for joining me here on the Choosing Content podcast. I hope to meet you back here next week. Now, let's go find the good today.